welcome everybody to the brig for another brand spanking new episode. We had a week off apparently at the beginning of this year, but we are back for 2019. I think this makes it about now the 14th year that we have been on air as the brink under this banner. First uh, had the brink announced on our airways back in 2006, and here we are in 2019. Still, well, I'd say going strong. Still going, I guess, I guess at least. Uh, my name is Ben. My name is Mallory, and I always expect a quote. I just expect a quote to come after when you say that. I thought you were trained to be that quicker. You were doing so well on the radio, no. but now you're on your phone and not nope. paying attention and everything along those not lines. Me. Um, happy New Year, Mallory. Happy New Year, Ben. How how have you found the last few weeks? A, a bit has changed in the last few weeks, just a little bit. We got a cat. Yeah, you got a ring on your finger. Got a ring. Um, what else has happened? Uh, you're reading a new book. Yep. Yep. Pretty we're, exciting. It's the first time, actually, we're recording this with a cat. Um, his name is Stiggy. He's super cute. Um, he's also a bit annoying sometimes because he's a little kitten, but I guess that's life. I'm a bit annoying sometimes, but I'm not a little kitten. Um, he's yep. named after Stiggy from Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which is a Stigalamookasaurus or something. What was he called? Stigalamock. Stigalamock. Um and he acts like a little dinosaur sometimes. I, I don't know what that meant to mean. But um, <laughs> but yes, and I mean, what's more exciting, getting a cat or getting engaged? Getting engaged? Oh, you had to think about that, I feel. No. No? I'm just distracted. You're just distracted? What are you doing on your phone? Facebook. <gasps> Look, a moose. <laughs> um, a moose. Great. Cool. Andy Kim made it. She did. That's fantastic. But we're talking about your wedding or your... Engagement ring. T- uh, now, tell us, tell our listeners about your ring. It's very pretty. Yes. It's white gold with diamonds. Mm-hmm. It's on my finger. It has the little curly things that I like. Princess cut? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very pretty. Cool. And you had no idea? No, I had no idea at all. How, how did you rate my ability to propose to you? 10 out of 10. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm glad you didn't hesitate with that one. Um, is is that based on what the surprise of it, what I did, or um, all of the above? All of the above. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. That's good to know. I'm I'm happy. I'm excited. And uh, how are the wedding plans going along? Well, pretty good most of the time, and then sometimes not so good. I I actually think I honestly am being completely honest. I think we're doing quite well. Considering it's not, what, for another 19 months, 20 months? Yeah. No, more than that. Uh, 23 months. It is basically away. Yeah. Uh, the Just fact under that. That, you know, we've, we've already booked... Well, we booked the thing for Australia, and we've got other things in the pipeline, so it's a lot further than the last time I got engaged. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Um, second time's a charm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we're doing quite well. How, how did you, did you enjoy hours? Stiggy decides to scratch me. Uh, Christmas in New Zealand. Did you enjoy your time in this country? It was great. I cooked. You did? I slept in. You did? You didn't have to work, unlike some. Didn't have to work. Um, but I, I think we had a quite a successful day, to be honest. I, I was... Pleasantly surprised. And we had leftovers like any good Christmas should. We did. Yes, we did. Lots of leftovers, actually. We did. And then our New Year's Eve was quite boring because we sat in front of the couch and did nothing and 
there's no fireworks in Invercargill, so it's not like you go out and there's not like there's a thing like people used to you know used to always say like oh Hobart's pretty boring on New Year's Eve. At least there's like a thing down at the waterfront and fireworks. Like I think you will be in Hobart for New Year's Eve this year, and we will easily be able to say uh, how good it is compared to Invercargill. So true. Yeah, very yeah. exciting. What's on the phone now? What are we distracted? What are we? What are we seeing? Still Facebook. Still Facebook. This is uh, just the the nature of having a co-host now is that she would rather look at Facebook and show me a picture of a llama rather than uh, actually talk to me properly. So, yeah. Are you excited for 2019 on the brink? So excited. I feel Many like... Many exciting things are going to happen. You're nearly, you're nearly on this now for a year. Uh, you're a co-host on a radio show, so... You need to come up with some things this year, you know, yeah. some interesting things to talk about. I feel like I'm going to put the pressure on you. Okay. So, I'm yeah. prepared. You're prepared? Yep. Cool. All right. Yep. I'm prepared to hit stop and we're going to come back and do some quizzing stuff very shortly. <laughs> time to get into this segment for the first time in 2019. Flashback. We're going to go back now to the year that was 2013 as we move on to the next best of. We're going to hear a few little clips for you today. They're called Intro, which is funnily enough the intro from the best of 2013. We've also got a highlight snippet here from the 400th episode that we did. Kimi Raikkonen, an interview that we did during our time doing some uh, online work for a website on Formula One. Uh, a little section called Thoughtless Bastards and a section called Let's Ignore Stuart Broad. So uh, I think you'll probably enjoy these. City in the world, it's time for the sun to come up, the birds to start singing, and the radio airwaves to get electric. For it's Friday morning, and that can only mean one thing. So put the cat down, zip your fly up, and tell your mum you're sick, as your diary just became full of the most exciting and brink delicious action that is happening anywhere right now. It's The Brink, live on Edge Radio 99.3 FM. Over to the studio. Yes, it is over to the studio because it is to brink right here on Edge Radio 99.3 FM, show number 372 on the 3rd of May 2013. Ben in the chair as I am every single week, and as is every single week, is another man in another chair mm. sitting opposite me. He's a vertical limit man. It's Samuel McCrossan. Sam, welcome. Vertical's no limit for me, Ben. He's, he's got vertical limit on his man vest. I do. It's some sort of generic um, brand. On a, on a vest. And a man yeah. vest. A man vest? I just thought we'd say man vest, because it a... made it look a bit more masculine. Wow. Wow. I mean, a very large woman could wear this vest. Well, well, I'll put it on myself later to see if it, <laughs> it even fits me. But we've got a huge show today. We've got guests. We've got hosts. We've got everything else to poke a brink and stick at. And as always, you can message us in 0427 334 But Sam... Mm. There's usually something I do after I introduce the show, and what is that? 
we go into the music. And that is absolutely correct. You've won nothing. 400 show bring tacular filthy boy waiting on the doorstep. And I found somebody waiting on the doorstep. She looks vaguely familiar. I think that's because she gave birth to me. Her name is Kim Waterworth. Kim, welcome back to the show. Morning, Ben. Was that a very inappropriate way of describing you to come on the show that you gave birth to me? No, that was okay. No, that was okay. Um, can I just say, <laughs> to you, did you want one? Did you want to, yeah. ha- there you go, help yourself. Is that for me from yesterday? Yeah, well, happy birthday for yesterday too, by Thank the you. way. I'll, <laughs> On. Separate one just for you. <laughs> oh, that, that's a good. It's a good party blower, isn't it? We're, we're spared no expense. <laughs> <laughs> Try another one. Go for another one. Go that's through got them all. all. My slobber on it. Though. It's got all your slobber on it. If Louise is uh, in the background, there she might let Sam in the studio as well. <laughs> there we go. That's a bit better. Oh, that coming. that worked. Yeah, Sam. I apparently think is here. Oh. There he is. Welcome, Sam. Pick up the uh, microphone in uh, front of you there, and uh, we'll fade that up. Uh, Sam, welcome to the 400 Show Brinktacular. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Hello, Samuel. Hi, Kim. I haven't seen you for a while. Oh, how are you? <laughs> very good, thank you. You're looking very spiff. Yeah, this is just just what I wear every day. <laughs> <laughs> You're just saying that Sam looks spiff all the time, are you? Of course, of course. <laughs> well, well, welcome, uh, Sam, to uh, this special occasion. You can help yourself too to a, a party duds. blower. They're not they're, again like the 300th. We got pretty garbage ones. You've really got to go into them to, to blow them nice and hard. Are they are they the the ones that make cat noises? No, because I, I came down the stairs and I was coming towards the studio. I heard a cat. A cat? I was sure I heard a cat. A cat? And I looked around to see if there was a cat behind me. No. That's because you're and cool. Yeah. Cool cat. <laughs> <laughs> did you sneak in a cat, perhaps, Mother? Or <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Clearly she did. Well, I, one thing, thing I did bring in, Sam, we, we debuted this, uh, well, it's mm. not a person, creature, around about the 300th show. <laughs> Byron's back. Byron's back. Now, you've got a bit of a story to say about your Byron, though, because I asked you yesterday yeah. if you wanted to bring your Byron, but you had a funny thing to say about your Byron. Yeah, well, the, the, his voice box broke, unfortunately, <laughs> and uh, I, I chucked him out. So you threw, you threw out Byron. Did you, I did. Did you cremate Byron or give him a nice burial? No, I cremated a cat once. <laughs> real Intentionally, cat. or did you just burn it by accident? Oh, it was a feral cat. Yeah, we caught it in a trap. And... Don't you like cats, Sam? Oh, not feral cats. <laughs> not feral cats. He's, he's yeah. talking about cats at all this morning, aren't you? Yeah. Anyway, my dad killed it and we burnt it on a on a fire. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so this is, this is coming from the person who gets uh, dead chickens and puts them in the wheelie bin. Yeah, I put it in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not too sentimental when it comes to uh, animals. Punch a sheep. Carking it. I just put a uh, <laughs> put him in the bin. Anyway, Byron went in the bin. <laughs> Byron went. So you've had a Byron that's gone on the roof of the, the Telegraph, was it, or the Welcome Stranger? Uh, yeah, there's a Byron on top of the Welcome Stranger. Yeah. Probably so still there. A, a Byron that's in the bin. You've got a signed Byron, or is that the Byron that you threw out? No, I've still got signed Byron. Signed Byron, the 300 show Byron. Yes, I do. Um, so maybe we should get this Byron signed for the 400 show Byron. Yeah. We can keep a trend. Did you want to be the first to sign 400th Byron, Mother? I'll sign Byron. You've signed Byron? Okay. It's been 10 years since your first victory here in Sepang, 10 years ago. Special place for you here in Sepang, and win be a perfect uh, anniversary present for it? Um, it's not really a special place. I mean, uh, of course, it was nice to win, win the first place. I should have really won that the year before, so... Um, 
nice to come back here. Uh, I know I enjoy the, the heat and the humidity of the place, but the circuit is nice. So, you know, I was going to be more or less here. So, um, this usually keeps a good race. So, uh, that's the main thing. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, we can have, a, have a, another good, good weekend and a positive point. Been um, instances in the past with uni reviews where something massive happens in local or in or mm. federal politics, and the uni review has to change. Mm. Uh, like mid-season, uh, Paul Lennon was premier and resigned in the middle of the uni review season. So how thoughtless of him! <laughs> and that's oh. basically what they said in the review. They actually got down the stage, said Paul Lennon. We're going to swear a lot at you. I won't do that, won't do that right now. But thank you very I much for stuffing up line. our review. Stay up, thanks, mate. Thanks, Let Paul. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, so it can happen. We've got to we've got to roll with it. And you know, anything the sandwich one, genius, exactly as you said. Yeah. Um, that'll probably make its way in somewhere somehow because there's there's certain elements of the review which can actually change on a nightly basis if we mm. need it to. Um, anyone that's seen a review will know that there's like a, a news segment yeah. where we can actually change those scripts pretty much every night if we chose to. Um, add things in, take things out. Uh, it's it's a really good fluid way of doing theatre. Yeah. This particular Definitely. medium. You should have like a lucky door prize, and then like under seat number seven, they stand up thinking they're going to get a prize, and you throw a sandwich at them. <laughs> <laughs> just, hey, you can you can hire her. <laughs> She's available to work. You can hire her. There you go. Writing credit yeah. for you. Oh, I think he, he loves his cricket. Mm. He loves his cricket, and I, I know he was pretty down towards the end of well. Start of this week, basically. Yeah, yeah. Particularly after the Stuart Broad thing. Oh, look, Stuart Broad, when he arrives in Australia mm. later this year, he's mm. going to need a police escort. He's going to need someone mm. more more savvy than the Sarge. To, because I think we're going to ride against him when he gets here. If he comes down to Hobart, Ben. Mm. Well, hopefully he doesn't play in the 2020 match. I'm getting my sledge on. Yep. You know that, don't you? Oh, well, if we go to that 2020 match and he's there, yeah. all right, we should go up to him and, like with a microphone and like, Stuart, oi, can we have an interview? And he's like, oh, someone in Australia wants to interview me. So we walk mm. up to him like, oh, sorry, and just walk away. No, no, we, <laughs> we, sh- we shout cheat and, and run away. Welcome back, everybody, as we move into, for the first time in 2019, the part of the show where we quiz each other on emergency questions by Richard Herring. Of course, uh, if you're wondering what this is, generally Mallory and I like to quiz each other on something. And we thought, given that we've had this emergency question books for some time and we've asked some of these questions sporadically, we thought, let's actually go through every fi- every single one of the 500 ones. Each week, we ask each other 20 questions from this. And currently, right now, we're up to questions 81 to 100. Now, Woo, as always, closer. some of these questions are a little bit inappropriate. Mallory probably won't answer those ones, but I will because I don't mind the pain of inappropriateness. Are you ready for question number 81? I'm so ready. Would you rather have a tongue that could taste impending danger or get a free iPhone? Get a free iPhone. My screen is really, really destroyed at the moment. I think the impending danger thing would be incredibly useful. I think it would be too, but you know. I I would go for the tongue that does that. See, but the thing is, if we're always together, I can get a new iPhone and you can know when we're in danger. That's true. That's clever. Uh, question number 82. Why do we have frozen peas? Why is that the only vegetable, the principal way we use it, is in frozen form? I know there are other frozen veg, but only the pea is principally used as frozen rather than fresh or tinned commodity. Why? I was trying to get Sticky to mute into the microphone. Didn't work. Didn't work. 
Uh, what was the question? Frozen peas. <laughs> Why do we have frozen peas? Uh, so that you can put them on your wounds when you're hurt. Well, that's I guess that's what they're asking. Like, you know, whenever you're injured, it's like get a bag of frozen peas. Like, we have other frozen vegetables. Honestly, so- like, we always say get a bag of frozen peas, but there's so many times when we've grabbed random things out of the freezer. Like... Yeah. Like frozen what? What would be a frozen thing that like you grab Like the out? vegetable medley. The frozen vegetable medley. Um, it just I, doesn't sound as good. I really don't care, to be honest, because I don't like peas in general. So, yeah, no. Stiggy's misbehaving. What's he actually doing? I Yeah. Um, this is always going to be fun now when we podcast. Um, question number 83. Have you ever been in... Oh, no, she's walking away. I don't know where she's going. Have you ever been in the vicinity of a Bigfoot, but not seen it, but sensed it watching you? No. <laughs> no. Well, you live in, you know, a pl- you grew up in a place where there's lots of Still forests no. and snow. Still I'm no. just going to say yes, because I'm sure I have. I don't know. Um, <laughs> question number 84. If you had to have sex with an item of food, if you had to... Which food would you choose? Do you think it would be morally wrong to eat the food after you had made love with it? Gross. Unhygienic, at least. Gross. So I feel like that's a much easier answer for girls to answer. Yep. So what would you what would you go with? Cucumber. A cu- <laughs> Again, I love how you didn't hesitate with that. Um, see, it's it's. That just makes the most sense in my mind. Carrot, uh, zucchini. No. Well, you know, a banana? zucchini is like a cucumber, but um, um, you would never eat it after. That's disgusting. I've, I've, I've answered this. That's disgusting. I've answered this before, that there was a movie once on SBS. A donut should be your answer. <laughs> Bloody big donut. Um, I, there was a movie on SBS, which I think was either the basis for the American Pie movies or it was based on American Pie movies. And, of course, a very famous scene in American Pie is when Jim has sex with an apple pie. Uh, so there was a version of this in this movie that I was watching. I can't remember. It was from a European country where the guy had sex with a fresh bowl of pasta, obviously finished off in the pasta, and then decided to feed it to That's someone. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. So, Can we please move on from this question? Yeah. All right. Apparently I'm having sex with a donut. Uh, question number 85. Uh, where do you stand on transubstantiation? Right here. Uh, I don't know what that is. I don't either. Yeah, moving on. We'll Google if we care, but we don't. Would you rather have the ability to shoot bees out of your eyes or have a pair of shoes that never needed to be cleaned or repaired? A pair of shoes that never needed to be cleaned or repaired? Yeah, I think I'd go with that. I don't know what reason you'd want to have. I mean, again, going back to my usual answer, just be famous. Like, oh, hey, look. Hey, Ellen, I can shoot bees out of my eyes. Um, question 87. If you could communicate with one animal, which animal would you communicate my with? My kitten. And what would you ask them? I just want to talk to him and have him respond. But, I, I mean, look, I, I think that's a valid point, but let's be honest right now, his mental age is about the ability of a one-and-a-half-year-old right now, so probably all he's going to say to you is, like, goo-goo-gaga. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Look at him. I, I can't. My I love next him. other way. I, I've been relegated. Um, question 88. If you were given the powers of King Midas, what would you Wait, turn... you didn't answer. Oh, didn't I? Um... Oh, see? Yeah, sure. See? Yeah. See? Um, or or do, you, do you think like it means like, oh, you can communicate with all cats, like a cat in general? Maybe. A cat would be an interesting one to find out because I reckon cats would be very arrogant. I agree. They'd be very arrogant things. 
But um, when I, we used to have um, in the high noon days, we had the random twenty, I think, or random whatever. And r- one of the random questions was which animals uh, do you always think are evil or something like that? And everyone always Cats. answered the cat. Everyone always answered the cat. If you were given the powers of King Midas, what would you turn everything you touched into? Wasn't his power that he turned everything into gold? Yes, Midas touch. Mm, I don't know. I would do like, you know, money. Yeah. But then that would be hard because, like, if I like touch this couch, it would just turn into money, which would be great. But then if I pick the money up, then and then, you know those ads when there was like every one thing you touch turns into Skittles. Like oh, I love those ads. Um, Rich says Taste I would. The rainbow. I Sorry. would make everything I touch turn into that thing that it already was, but it is now holding or covered in diamonds, which I would then be given. Of course, once I had the diamonds, they would turn into more diamonds and diamonds on them, but I wouldn't be too bothered by that. That's clever. That's that's clever. Um, <laughs> Eighty nine. How many fingers was Richard Herring holding up as he asked this question? Two. Three. Dang it. Uh, question number ninety. If you had the powers of Gary Sparrow. And could travel from the 1990s to the 1940s, what would you do? Invent the horse. Oh. <laughs> that joke's so 2018, Ben. <laughs> um, I don't know. What happened in the 1940s? Oh, there was a bit of a war going on. <laughs> I would um, do a Marty McFly and just get a sports almanac, go back into the 1940s and just bet on everything and become a millionaire. You know? And it, actually, and at the same time, I would... I would take, like, a bunch of books and then I would, like, invent... So, like, I would take, like, what's a big book from, like, 1945? Like, you know, you take a book but then claim you wrote it and then, like, say you could basically, in 30 years' time, write Star Wars. You know, you could do all these things and become famous of things and invent something that, like, the the television was invented. Like the horse? <laughs> yeah, like the horse. But, like, no, you can invent the TV and you become, like, a millionaire. Do something, get the patterns of a design and things like that, and then just invent it, you know? And then, yeah, invent the Snuggie. God, that guy got rich. Um, have you – question number 91. Have you – so you didn't answer that. You didn't – you don't know. No, no. Question 91. Have you ever been to Barometer World? No. Me neither. 92. Would you like to live in a world where everyone else was barometers? Also, no. No, I think that would be weird. Question 93. How did the murder of Thomas A. Beckett affect Anglo-Papal no relations idea. in the 12th century? No idea. Me neither. Rich says, well, let's just say it didn't help. Okay. Okay. Question 94. Do you know the way to San Jose? Uh, yeah, I get on a 14-hour flight, and then I get on another, uh, like, is it, what is it, a two-hour flight from there? Well, I reckon it's only about an 11-hour flight from where we are because we're in New Zealand now, so we're actually closer. Although it's a two-hour flight to Auckland, then probably an 11-hour flight from Auckland to Los Angeles. Um, although you can fly directly to San Francisco. Oh. Are we talking about San Jose? In like, well, I was just which thinking San Jose that, like, which about? one? Is, is it um, Costa Rica or yeah. the, the, like, the San Francisco San Jose? Um, San Francisco one. Rich says no, not from here. Ninety-five. There is no such thing as <laughs> there is no such thing as morality. Discuss. <laughs> what? There is no such thing as morality. Discuss. How? What? I don't understand how that's a. I don't, this is the point. Like, I disagree. Rich says again. Is this a question? This can't be the question. This that can be the question. Oh, okay. Uh, question ninety-six. 
Which R-H-L-S-T-P guest would you most like to snog and why? I don't know. What is R-H-L-T-P? I have no idea. Um, Moving on. Rich says Limmy because he looks so normal. Okay. 97. I once burped during the minute silence at the Ascension Day service. What was the most audacious thing you did whilst at school? I don't know. Yeah, you do. Come on. I, I look, I did lots of things. Um, yeah, I couldn't give you one. He's going, he's attacking Mallory. We've got a live animal attack on the air right now. A kitten is drawing skin flesh from the bones. He's, uh, yeah, he's basically demanding attention. Are you going to pick up the microphone or? (laughs) He's chewing her arm. Um... Mallory's walked away from the podcast, apparently. I don't know what she's doing right now. She's she's walked off. She has walked down the corridor. She's walked down the corridor and just left me sitting here talking. And again, any uh, professional podcast would edit this out, but apparently we're not that professional. I have no idea what she's doing. Um, I am trying to think of something that I did at school. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't remember too many things. Did you have an answer for that one? or No. No? All right. Mallory has found a worm on a stick for Stiggy to play with. That is very uh, entertaining. Uh, all right. You got the microphone again? There it is. Yep. No? Yes. Hi. Uh, question 99. Do you think it's possible that Postman Pat has had some kind of breakdown and the people of Greendale are just putting up with him out of some kind of misplaced loyalty to his younger self? I would definitely say yes. I assume this is a question about like a movie or TV <gasps> show. That you don't I've never know seen. what Postman Pat is. Oh, can I have the ring back? <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> uh, you need to watch Postman Pat. Um, would you rather do a Freaky Friday vice versa with Brian Blessed or CJ from Eggheads? I don't know who either of those people are. Me neither. Let's go with Brian Bless because he sounds like he's been blessed with something. Uh, it says, NB, you would be back to yourself after the day was over and would not be culpable for any crimes you had pretended to commit or lies about going to Mars. All right. All right. And the final question for this week, question number 100, which conspiracy theory do you think might actually be true? Come on. One of them 9/11. must be and the others just made up to look crazy. You think 9-11 didn't happen? No, I think that 9-11 was set up by the government. Oh, wow. Really? That's okay. If there's, like, one that I could be like, oh, yeah, that one. See, that's that's one I would no way, no way would I believe. I watched, there was one time I downloaded a movie, and it, it was back in the day when people would lie about the things you were downloading, and the movie I ended up downloading was, like, a 9-11 conspiracy film. And I actually watched it. And I, I'll be honest, like the, the guy who made the film put in some very valid points. But, like, there's just way too much that I can't believe that that is a legitimate thing that they did. But, okay, each their own. Uh, mine would be Roswell that, I don't know that they is. covered up. Uh, famous in the 40s that uh, aliens allegedly crashed in Roswell, New Mexico, and that the government covered it up and claimed it was just like a weather balloon. I see. So that would be me. Um, I mean, the moon landing, I guess, would be... I could see how they could fake it, but then I always question how do they get moon rocks? Like, Did you know that Muslims believe or don't believe that the Holocaust happened? 
Is that Muslims? Is that right? Uh, there are, I don't know if it's all Muslims, but there are but definitely people who don't believe the Holocaust um, happened. They were talking about, I think it was in England somewhere, they were talking about taking it out of their history books at school. Uh, yeah, I did hear that. Because it was like, it offends the Muslim population. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's... Yeah, no, I know. I definitely know there's something there. I just don't understand, like, something on that level, how such a great group of people can say, hey, this didn't actually happen. But but you just said that 9-11 might have been a government conspiracy and... No, it, <laughs> the question was, if you... So you, so you think that the US government deliberately... No. No. I think that if I thought that one was a conspiracy, oh. that would be the one. That was the question, wasn't it? Which conspiracy do you think might actually come... That might actually be true? Okay, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, interesting. All right. We're learning a lot. That's, that's 100. We're a fifth of the way through. Woo! Go us. Good job. All right, we'll have more for you next week. It's always an exciting time when I get to press this button. It's that time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics! Here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Forget the Lyrics. Sadly, not some new ones. but some fairly newish ones, actually. These ones are only from 2017, back in the days of High Noon. And four different ones for you today, all featuring either myself or Sam. We're going to be hearing myself doing Uprising by Muse. We've got Sam doing Somewhere I Belong. Uh, we've got Sam and myself doing The Bad Touch and also Sam doing Take a Look Around. So sit back, relax and get into 2019 with some classic Forget the Lyrics memories. Oh yes! Yes, I'm in the supermarket! Oh look at all the buskets! There's buskets everywhere! So many to choose! There's Tim Tims! These shapes! These... These arrow roots. I'm only looking for one type of busket though here in New Zealand. We love our buskets. Oh, give me my Billy busket. Busket, busket time for news. Yes. It's a long intro scene. Gotta talk a little bit. Going on to the supermarket. I see lots. Of Gruffin's Buskets I thunk what is my favourite type I thunk that the punk picket looks really nice I grab the picket They're filled with munt It's got a lot of thun munt falling inside of it I decide to buy six packets Cause six packets are the best And then I went to the checkout To buy my Gruffin's Thunman Biscuits With thun munt falling That's what I meant to say Yes you know what I'm talking about, Lee. Biscuits filled with munt are really delicious to eat in the car. This is quite difficult to sing in this accent. That's why there clearly isn't that many famous New Zealand singers except for Lord and Dave Dobbins. He doesn't count. Dave Dobbins. <laughs> oh, no fun, of course. Soxy, sox, dollar, soxy. It cost me for my sox pickets of Griffin's Buskets to the 
cinnamon falling and they taste so nice when I drink them in my car and my Nissan. I said I drink them, which is not correct. I actually ate them, which is not correct. And then I drive down Smith Street down to Dunedin because that's where I drive to in New Zealand. <laughs> oh, goodness me. The life of a Kiwi. Griffins! Biscuits are so delicious today. Even though they cost $66.60, which is a bit of a rip off. I think that I've gone really long and forget the lyrics. It's time to end this and hopefully Sam will give me a tin. Oh, creep net was bad. Sam, get off your phone and give me a score. <laughs> They got sponsors and little leaf. I'm forgetting to song in a New Zealand accent. Our national team, they're beautiful. A lot of them have dreadlocks. I wanna watch the All Blacks, cause they're so wacky, whack, whack. I love the All Blacks. I just love saying black. Oh, New Zealand. New Zealand pride. Oh, what is the best thing about New Zealand? It's the All Blacks. They wore footy boots and they are black. Some of the players started wearing fluoro ones. But that's not right because they're not black. There were greens and pinks and purples. I wanted to change them, change those shoes, cause they weren't black. New Zealand rugby. Some people call it rugby. We've got a sponsor. They are Groffins, Groffins Boscots. You know the ones with the slogans. Groffins Boscots with the Thunmans falling. All blacks, wacky whack, smack smack, Jackie Jack, New Zealand, New Zealand rugby, played on grass, beautiful stuff, I think we're winding this up, Groffin's Boskets, beautiful. <laughs> oh my goodness.
alarm, baby alarm. It goes off really early for me and I am not awake right now. So I don't know what to do today. I go to the kitchen, I get some beans, I put them in a cup, I put some sugar in, I pour that hot water over them and it smells really good. It's gonna wake me, gonna wake me, make my day start really good. It's called coffee, it's so nice now and I want it in my belly, put it up. Put it down, put some milk and some cream and we will put it down our throat and make ourselves wake up now. You and coffee are the best things around, so I'm gonna drink it right now and go down to Brown Town. Put that coffee in my mouth, I don't know where Brown Town came from, but it's really good right now and Sam's gonna take over this bit. Yum. Ben took us through how we drink the coffee and make it like brown and in a cup. It can go in a mug or a paper cup, cardboard cup, and with a lid, it's made out of plastic. Fantastic. I like to make it with the machine and grind, grind the coffee up, put it in a puck and shove it in the machine and let the water come out into the cup. Froth the milk with a milk frother. Pour it in the cup and do a lovely flower. It's called latte art because I fart and yeah, that's a art. Yes, coffee. Everyone loves coffee. Yeah, good job. What do you think? Well, I think we close this out. I think we keep going. Keep going? Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it from here. I think we can fit you in at the end there. I'm feeling confident. Bringing it home. I don't know what bit comes along here, but we're gonna find out. You and the coffee bit went really, really well. So Samuel McCrossan, forget the lyrics. You're doing so swell. Drinking the cup with the beans and the milk And make sure you don't spill it over that fancy silk Sam! Yeah, I like to drink it I like to sell it Oh, yum, yum, yum You can get a lot of different types of coffee Put anything you want in it if you want to Sugar, milk, all that stuff team in the AFL today, they're hopeless, rubbish, rubbish, they need to get a better team, get rid of the players, get new ones, Geelong Cats, based down at Cadinia Park, hopeless, you know what they can't do, tackle, 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 you know what to do, 
Joel Selwood is the captain. No good. Danger. Danger field. He's the best and fairest winner. Rubbish, rubbish. No, can't play. Just like the teammates. They need to just give up. I know why Geelong are rubbish. I know why Geelong are rubbish. Because rubbish is the best word to describe them. I think I've finished the song now. <laughs> it's actually a pretty rubbish song in general. It was, it was kind of difficult. I picked a bad one there. I picked a bad one. Let us close out uh, the first proper brand new episode of 2019. Did you enjoy the best of 2018? Did I listen to the best of 2018? Have you listened to any of the best of? You listened to like Yes, two, I have. Three. I've listened to the first few. And how's it been since? You're not even <laughs> what answering it. No? You no. don't need the best of because you have me right here. Yep, you are the best of. Well, that is very true, actually. Thank you. That oh, makes me what? happy. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the Brink Unleashed, all the Brink Unleashed has been released now. So, Aotearoa was released. Um, you're famous now. You're in what? Are you in four now? Three? Three, I think. Nine, ten, eleven. So, Three, yeah. Yeah. How, how has your life changed since becoming a movie star? Um, I got a cat. You did. That's, I got engaged. That's how everyone's life changes uh, when they become a movie star. They get a cat and they become engaged. So, yeah. yeah so if you haven't seen uh, any of them, head to our YouTube page and you can watch them and uh, be entertained. Uh, 10 is better than 11, but hey, cool. Um, and, of course, if you're around in Chicago, you can listen to the Better Mal Variety Hour, 8 and p.m. And if you're not, you can still listen to it via the podcast or website. We had the poll this week. We kind of did a battle off live on air between Brian Adams and John Farnham. And Brian Adams, I think, is winning He's right winning now, now yes. Yeah. Uh, on air. I told you. On air, it was John Farnham. But uh, during the week, uh, Brian Adams has come out on top. I think we're going to do that again this week. We've just got to work out who we're going to battle off this week. But uh, one thing I want to say that I'm a bit sad about heading into this week, and not that it really affects you because you hate tennis, but uh, the Australian Open's about to start and I'm not going to be able to watch it because uh, there's a thing here in New Zealand that they don't like to show sport on free-to-air TV. Hey, there was basketball on TV last night. Like the Maori Divisional (laughs) Championships, like... (laughs) I'm nothing against the Maori Divisional Championships, but like legitimately we were watching a basketball game with like three people in the stands and it was <laughs> being like commentated in uh, Maori. Like, I mean, it was fascinating to hear the language in commentating. Uh, nothing against that, but like that is the extent of live free to air sport we get shown in this country. Like, the whole country basically exists on a pay to watch sport system. It's, it's incredible. So, anyway. Uh, we'll be back next week. More entertaining stuff, more quizzing, more best of bits and all that sort of stuff in between. And uh, Mallory, as always, it's a pleasure having you sit on my couch. Thanks, Ben. It's not even uh, my couch. It's Trish's. Uh, but uh, hey, uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe, all the relevant channels. But um, until next week, please do keep sucking those oranges, Hobart. And good night. <laughs>